Viewpoint. Welcome to Viewpoint, where we talk about current issues and the latest developments happening around us. Singapore is piloting a new category of long-stay service departments with a three-month minimum stay requirement. The pilot will start with two sites at Upper Thompson Road and Zion Road under the confirmed list of the Government Land Sales Programme for the second half of 2023. Now, this is to allow the government to better gauge market demand before studying if the long-stay service departments can be implemented more rapidly. For more on this, veteran property analyst Nicholas Mark from propertyportalmogul.sg joins me to share his viewpoints. Thank you for joining me, Nicholas. Oh, it's my pleasure. This latest development pertaining to the GLS sites which have been announced for long-stay serviced apartments, what is your view on this? Well, I think for a long time, the government has left it to the private uh, property market to provide rental accommodations, uh, including service apartments. Uh, However, due to the sharp rise in housing rental rates during the COVID pandemic, Uh, especially last year, uh, there has been complaints of high rentals and lack of rental accommodations from foreign business associations uh, that represents foreign companies and expatriates working in Singapore. For example, from the start of the pandemic in first quarter 2020 to uh, the last quarter, third Q 2023, residential rental increased by 56%. That's almost unprecedented. And the sharpest rise was last year, where, uh, where rentals increased by 30%. And uh, the growth of the Singapore economy and job market partly depends on foreign companies and foreign talents working mm-hmm. in Singapore. So. We don't want to lose these uh, growth opportunities just because rentals here are too high or there is insufficient rental accommodations for expatriates. Other reasons for uh, offering such long-stay accommodations is that the Singapore population is aging and living longer. Therefore, more foreign workers are needed, especially in the healthcare and elder care industry. And this will lead to more demand for rental accommodations. And the third reason is that the rise in single unmarried people in Singapore. For example, in uh, the year 2000, there were 760,000 people who are single and unmarried. And that number rise to almost a million people last year. Some of these singles may want to live independently away from their parents' homes. So some of them may rent their accommodations. Another reason is the rise in the number of people who are divorced or separated. Mm. Like for example, in the year 2000, 61,800 people fall into this category. And that number has increased to 164,000 people last year. Now, not every unmarried person is eligible to buy a HDB flat or can afford to buy a private property as their home. Hence, some of them may have to rent their accommodations. And if all these local people are renting, then it may crowd out the number of homes that are available for expatriates. Hence, the government is offering land for such long-term rental accommodations. Because without doing something like this, and just leaving it to the market to provide service apartments and and so on, um, there's no guarantee that there would be service apartments uh, available. Um, service apartments, in a way, you can say it's, it's a bit uh, like a hotel, but with conditions. Mm-hmm. In this case, the, the tenants have to stay in it for at least 
three months. So it's providing another form of uh, rental accommodations and not just leaving it to the private housing market to come up with it. Experience has shown that the market can be subjected to unexpected sudden shocks Mm. and the COVID pandemic uh, delivered such a shock So there could be other uh, sudden shocks in the future. And hence, the government is just sparing or making uh, the opportunities available for developers to build such service apartments. What do you think the take-up will be? Well, I think that uh, looking at the size of the land and the size of these projects, and one of them is uh, going to be over a thousand units, Mm. I think that uh, it will probably be the bigger developers and those who have experience in operating service apartments that will participate in this land tender. Uh, Developers like Capitaland, Fraser, City Development, Far East Organizations, so it's quite likely it's going to be the bigger uh, boys in, and possibly perhaps joint ventures uh, between uh, large or medium-sized developers. Is it likely that we will see a trend of more of these uh, long-stay service apartments popping up in the future? Well, I think that uh, if we can see a new supply of about one or two of such long-stay service apartments coming out, I think that that will be quite a significant increase. So perhaps after this two, there might possibly be one or perhaps two more in the next two years. And because this is a pilot scheme, there's a possibility the government could actually stop such a scheme if the market is able to cater to the supply. The thing about service apartment is that one owner has to own the entire block, or at least a a, a few stacks of it. Because the rules about service apartment is that they cannot be strata title and individual units cannot be sold and and traded in the market. Okay. Nicholas, you're a veteran analyst when it comes to property. Looking into your crystal ball, what are the key trends in terms of private property market that you're expecting to see in 2024? Well, I think in the absence of a severe economic recession, the Singapore residential property Uh, market is going to remain quite stable. Residential property prices is expected uh, to continue to expand, but at a slower pace as the Singapore GDP is projected to rise by a modest 1% to 3% uh, next year. Mm -hmm. In the rental market, uh, it's already showing uh, signs of cooling presently, and rentals could actually contract uh, by as much as uh, 10% to 15% in 2024, but that would only bring the rental rates back to about 2022 level because we, we must bear in mind <laughs> rentals has already risen by 56%, so a 10 to 15% drop is not really uh, something out of the question. Okay. And in the sales market, uh, there's actually quite a number of private residential projects waiting to be launched and developers are just timing the market. So potentially there could be more uh, residential supply for sale. However, the current cautious sentiments uh, may continue into early 2024. So the property market sentiments could improve. Okay, if there's a notable expansion in the in wages and household income, especially if uh, there is an improvement also in the economy and the job market. However, the latest cooling measures where the additional buyer stamp duty has been increased to 60% for foreign home buyers, this is going to strip away a lot of the a potential foreign demand, especially when interest rates are expected to ease off next year and uh, some 
foreigners uh, could be looking to buy properties outside their home countries, um, they may give Singapore a miss because of the high ABSD, which means that private housing demand is going to depend very largely on uh, local demand. And I think that could actually slow down the price growth in the high-end residential property segment. The jury is still out about how much interest rate could ease because if interest rates were to decline uh, significantly, um, that could actually give also a big boost to the property market. 20 years ago, uh, roughly about uh, 20 to 25% of the private housing units uh, transacted in the market were acquired by uh, foreigners, including permanent residents. And that actually can inject a fair bit of uh, liquidity into the housing market. However, the several rounds of cooling measures later, including the latest one, where the additional buyer stamp duty has been increased to 60% of the price of the property, um, many foreigners were scared away or discouraged from buying a private property in Singapore. And currently, the participation rate of foreigners has fallen to single digits between 2% to 5% of the number of transactions uh, in the market. And this has actually uh, knocked the wind out of the sale of the private housing market, especially in the high-end segment. Well, the thing is that um, many foreigners are actually not buying mass market condominiums, those mm-hmm. that are in the suburban areas. Um, they are more interested to buy in the CCR, which is consists of like Orchard Road, Patterson Road, and so on, the areas around our shopping belt, which majority of Singaporeans are not able to afford such properties. So having some foreign participations is in a way healthy in the, because they pick up properties where majority of Singaporeans are not going to buy anyway. Hmm. So, will we be left with a glut of such properties? Unfortunately, yes. But uh, in the resale market, uh, this is the flip side of the cooling measures, is that some of the owners are not selling. Hmm. Because, take for example, if an owner, property investor, owns about three properties or more, if he were to sell one of the properties, he may not be able or not willing to pay the APSD to buy a replacement property. Because once he buys another property, he has to pay very high APSD, even if he's a Singaporean. Therefore, the cooling measures, especially APSD, has actually reduced uh, the level of transactions. I think the property launches uh, will still come online um, when the market sentiments improve. Uh, and however, uh, there's also another factor that mm. uh, because some developers may be able to hold or uh, delay their project launches, but they cannot delay for too long because uh, they are facing the five years ABSD deadline, meaning they need to build and sell all mm. the housing units in their house, uh, condominium project within a five years deadline, five years from the time that they bought the land. Mm. So um, yes, they may be able to delay it for one year or two years, but not indefinitely. What about the resale property space? What do you see in that area? Well, I think the resale property space um, partly depends on the rental market, which is going to cool down. So we're going to see less investment demand there. Um, However, we could 
policy uh, depends on HDB upgraders because for some HDB upgraders, when they sell their HDB flat, they have to buy a completed um, property. And if they're upgrading to private property, that means a resale condominium unit. Uh, I think that the HDB resale market is still going to remain uh, fairly healthy. Uh, and we could, that will probably um, give some momentum to the uh, resale market. But the resale market has been, um, at least in this year, it has been slower than last year, partly because of the cooling measures. Uh, and I think next year, we're going to see roughly about the same level of activity as we see in uh, 2023. Okay, thank you very much, Nicholas. You're most welcome. Nicholas Mark, Chief Research Officer from Property Portal Mogul.sg. Viewpoint. 